that's an oldie and a goodie. <laughs> so today's theme is choose kindness. So just to get you thinking about things, what stories can you think of in your own life where someone or some people showed kindness to you? And then what impact did it have in and on your life? Today's Bible reading is written in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 to 15. Now, brothers and sisters, we ask you to appreciate those who work hard among you, who lead you in the Lord and teach you. Respect them with a very special love because of the work they do. Live in peace with each other. We ask you, brothers and sisters, to warn those who do not work. Encourage the people who are afraid. Help those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. Be sure that no one pays back wrong for wrong, but always try to do what is good for each other and for all people. There's a lot of kindness in that text. Pastor Stephen, over to you. Hey, <laughs> old man has made it. It's wonderful to be uh, with you this morning. Uh, I'm Pastor Stephen. I'm a retired pastor. Last millennium, I was a student pastor here for four years. So it, it, it's always a pleasure to be with you again and to share God's word. And uh, so uh, let's begin. The grace and peace of God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. I want you to uh, begin this theme with, uh, of choose kindness by uh, turning to someone next to you and having a practice, all right, if you can do that. And here are the words I would like you to say, assuming this will click forward. There we go. So you might choose to say these words to someone nearby you. Uh, maybe we should choose kindness or uh, let's choose kindness. Or if, like me, you've made a mistake with your family member this morning and you're begging, begging for forgiveness, you can say, please choose kindness. All right, where you go. You've got 30 seconds. Go for it. Wow, there's a lot, lot of kindness being shared here. This is good. Excellent. Well, now that you've said that once, I encourage you to say it again in the days and weeks ahead. Uh, well, now that you've said it once, you've had some rehearsal, you should be able to say it again. Today's Bible verse is interesting and an interesting one to choose in regards to kindness because it doesn't use the word kindness, krestos, in it at all. But it's more of a sense of the whole passage, I think, that encapsulates uh, kindness, kindness of action, uh, a, a generosity to people, a consideration, a rendering of assistance and concern without expecting praise or anything in return. It's a concept that's kind of encapsulated all of that. And it comes at the end of First Thessalonians. This Thessalonians is a very interesting uh, New Testament writing in that it's one of the very earliest that we have. 
Uh, scholars generally agree it's somewhere around 50 AD. It's some of Paul's first writing. It's written, uh, it comes from Paul, Silas and Timothy, but it's in the style of Paul. So uh, we have this sense that this is one of Paul's earliest writings. And so it gives us an amazing snapshot of what the early church believed, what they held dear, what was important to them and what was important for this community. We know uh, for this early church that uh, from Acts that Paul and Silas went to Thessalonia, they met with people there, they met with Jews and Greeks and they shared the gospel and they planted a church there. And as these people left uh, the immorality and uh, worship uh, of deities and gods and Caesar, as they left all of that, of course, when you serve Jesus, it rubs people up the wrong way. And all of a sudden, this church was, this fledgling church was experiencing persecution. Paul and Silas had to flee and uh, they left and they feared for the worst. But they heard from Timothy that uh, as churches under pressure go, they were thriving. And it's a good thing for us to hold and remember too that churches under pressure generally are thriving. It's an important uh, thing to remember. Anyway, Paul uh, hears from, from Timothy that the church is thriving. Uh, even though some people have been persecuted, some of their number have even been killed. And so he writes this letter as a letter of encouragement to them. And it's a beautiful letter written uh, in a really specific structure uh, surrounded by prayers and blessing. And in this letter, Paul encourages them to continue to love each other. He writes these words. But we don't need to write to you about the importance of loving each other, for God himself has taught you to love one another, just as the song proclaimed earlier, love each other. So he encourages them in that. And he also addresses the fact that, you know, these new Christians were wondering, well, some of our number have died and we're expecting Jesus to return. What happens to them when they pass away? What happens to us when we die? And Paul addresses that also in this letter and he writes the following. There we go. God did not choose us to suffer his anger but to have salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus died for us so that we can live together with him, whether we are alive or dead, when he comes. So he encourages, uh, so encourage each other and give each other strength just as you are doing now. And then Paul goes on to give them three lessons about kindness. And these are the lessons that I want to share with you this morning. And the first of those lessons is this, choose kindness with your spiritual leaders. Very important. And we read, and I'll get you to uh, read along with me this uh, first bit of the reading. Now, brothers and sisters, we ask you to appreciate those who work hard among you, who lead you in the Lord and teach you. Respect them with a very special love because of the work that they do. You know, for us in Aussie culture, there is not much that we show respect for. It's a forgotten thing to respect people. We respect the Anzacs and the Anzac tradition and everybody gathers and is very respectful at that time. We respect our, our coaches of our sporting teams when our team is doing well. When they're not doing well, 
No, we don't respect them anymore. Politicians, we trash them. Coaches, we let them go. Um, teachers, what do they know? Principals and deputies, what do they know? And don't get me started when it comes to pastors. But one of the hallmarks of the early Christian movement was respect for leadership. It is actually in our DNA as Lutheran Christians. When Martin Luther taps into that when he explains the fourth commandment, and I'll get you to read it through with me. Respect your father and mother. We should honour and love God, and so we should not look down on our parents and others in authority or make them angry. Instead, we should respect and love them and, and obey them. Gee, you'd think I'd be able to get it right as a pastor, wouldn't you? Anyway, you've read the words. Late last year, um, I was spoken to sternly by a leader. Um, I'm part of a, a sporting club, and at that sporting club, I'd use some um, sporting equipment against uh, the club policy. And I thought it didn't matter. I'd seen other people do it, and I thought, oh, well, that's not a big deal, but it was. And the president of the club had to ring me up and correct me. And at the time, I was itching to defend myself, to uh, make excuses, to argue that it didn't matter, to say, well, other people are doing it, so why blame me, rah, 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 all of that sort of thing. And as I was feeling these emotions, I was also aware that leaders do it tough. It's hard for volunteer leaders to correct someone. And so when it came to it and when he rang me up and corrected me, I simply said, I'm sorry, it won't happen again. Rather than argue, rather than make excuses. Being a church volunteer and uh, serving in the band or uh, in ushering or up the front, uh, being a paid leader in a church is difficult. All of these roles of service are challenging and difficult. And, and, and you know, as soon as someone stands up, it's not just uh, attacks from people that they get, it's spiritual attack that they get as well. So it's really important that we respect them, that we honour them, that we keep them in our prayers, that we listen to them, that we hear, heed their correction. And just like uh, any other human being, they sometimes get it wrong, and sometimes we get it wrong, and that's where our Paul's next lesson comes in. Choose kindness with those who get it wrong. We read, and I'll get you to read it through with me, we ask you, brothers and sisters, to warn, warn those who do not work. Now, the translations here are really interesting. If you compare the translations here, it's quite fascinating because those words are the who do not work, it means out of order. And uh, so a sense of you know, being outside of the rules, being outside of the law, just as I was at my sporting club. But it, we, uh, we understand too from further reading uh, in New Testament times in Greek that uh, this was a word for people who had slacked off, people who uh, had not showed up 
to work. And so you get translations like the New Living that says lazy, you know, very distinct connotation there. But I think it's more got a sense of being outside of the boundaries here. And it's important that we take this in this whole concept of, of kindness that Paul is trying to get across. And the words here, warn, it essentially means to educate, to instruct. And so when you are, uh, have to correct someone, it's important that you do it not out of spite, not out of uh, in an aggressive or nasty manner. You don't have to take it personally and, and act out of that sort of way, but that you can be kind in your correction. Because people get it wrong. Sometimes it's a defiant act of wrongness, but oftentimes there's a good reason why people have done something wrong. Either they simply didn't know or they've had a rough day or there's problems at home or an insecurity about themselves. Sometimes it pays to listen first before giving a dressing down. And finally, point number three that Paul makes is choose kindness to build people up. Last bit of work for you today in today's message. So here we go, you can read this through with me. Live in peace with each other. Encourage the people who are afraid. Help those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. Be sure that no one pays back wrong for wrong, but always try to do what is good for each other and for all people. There are people here who have lost a loved one. There's been several connected with our, the church here at Paravista who, uh, who we know who have passed away recently, who are doing it tough. There are others who are supporting a loved one through illness. Um, there are people here at church who are finding it hard to be a flock without a shepherd. That's a unique challenge that you guys are facing as a congregation. So be kind, be generous. In fact, maybe now is a time to double down on caring for each other, as Paul says. Double down on supporting, double down on encouraging each other. Whether they, whether they be leaders, whether they be anyone in your community, double down on kindness. Brothers and sisters in Christ, what do we choose? Kindness. What do we choose? Kindness. Let's pray. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word that comes to us uh, from such a long time ago, but is so specifically written for us where we are and as Paravista, as a church community. Lord, it's hard to be a leader and we think of our leaders both at the school, at the early learning centre um, and we think of the church board and council of Stefan and Georgie and the staff team, the musicians, ushers, all who stand up to lead in small groups, Michael and the team organising worship services, the meet and eat crew, the youth leaders, everybody who stands up. Almighty God, give them everything that they need and help us to support them in their leadership. God, maybe we started this day choosing something other than kindness and for that we are sorry. We pray, Holy Spirit, come and help us to choose kindness. Fill our hearts with your love as we reach out to care for others and build them up. Lord Jesus, hear these prayers. We pray in your name. And the people said, Amen. Amen. Please stand as you are able for our next song, 10,000 Reasons. <laughs>